Hey. Well, I want to get into the word uh, right now, and, and I'm going to pray Paul's prayer for spiritual understanding. You'll find it in Ephesians chapter 1. The prayer for spiritual understanding is that your eyes would be open, not these eyes, but your spiritual eyes would be open tonight. And tonight I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is evoked, not only in this age, but in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which his body, which is is us city life, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Lord, I pray that you seal this message with your presence. Lord, let us see the unseen, God. Let us tap into the supernatural so that we can begin to see the amazing work that is going on within us. And Lord, let us have a revelation tonight of the authority that we possess within our spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, who loves the word of God in here? Anybody like to read the Bible in here? All right. All right, I'm in the right place tonight. I'm going to preach directly from the Word of God because I believe it has power to change your life. But not only that, it's, I'll talk about tonight how it actually acts as a mirror of who you really are. And I believe, and this is strong in my spirit, I believe that there is a miracle for you tonight. I believe that there is a breakthrough for you tonight. And I believe if you open up your hearts to receive this message, if you came for a miracle, if you came for a breakthrough, if you came for a healing, I believe if you get this message, you will walk out of this door with that, make, with that miracle and that breakthrough. And I believe that. So who's ready to receive? Are you ready? All right. Well, did you know that who you are determines the authority that you have? We talk about authority, but do you know that who you are determines the authority that you have? Did you know that? What if I was to tell you that there is an authority for your life that God is wanting you to have, but you haven't tapped into it yet? What if I was to tell you that a lot of us aren't walking in this authority, even though it's in us, and the reason we're not walking in this authority is because we don't know who we truly are. And I'm here to submit to you tonight that there is an authority for your life that God wants you to use. And this is the authority for that miracle, the authority for that breakthrough, the authority for breaking those chains. If anyone needs some chains broken, this is that authority I'm talking about. I'm here to submit to you that God wants you to, to have that tonight. He wants you to use it. He wants you to start tonight. And the way he wants you to operate in this authority is to understand who you truly are. Because who you are has endless implications in your life. You know, I, I, th I talked about, and Pastor Casey talked a little bit about my, my story, and I was reflecting on a kid that uh, I knew. I, for some of you that don't know, I, I used to work at the uh, ministry called the Phoenix Dream Center under uh, the covering of Pastor Barnett. For those of you that are at Rise Conference, uh, he was here speaking on that last night, and the amazing ministry of Dream Center reaches out to uh, countless people who have been hurting and broken. And I used to do the youth ministry, uh, the outreach youth ministry there, and we had a young man named Donovan, and he was one of my favorite kids, man. 
Donovan. I loved Donovan. He was one of those kids where he just, even though he's rough around the edges and even though he's been through a lot and, you know, he may not look perfect on the outside, but his heart is gold and you just want to help him. You just want to pour into him. And Donovan was one of those, one of those kids. And, um, you know, he, he, you know, he wasn't doing the right thing and, and he, you know, and people knew it and I knew it, but I just, I just, you know, I saw something in him. Have you ever seen something in somebody? And I just saw something in him, and, and I wanted to help him. So we pulled him in uh, through a connection that we had through the church. I got him a scholarship at a, a, a private Christian school. And, and this school is partnered with Grand Canyon University, where uh, if, if you go through a school uh, and with a good GPA, you actually get a, a college scholarship when you graduate. So huge opportunity that we opened up to him. And, and so we just started working with him. But it seemed like every time he did something good, he would just mess up. It was like he would take like three steps forward and he just messed up, do something dumb. And it was like, man, I, I just, I see so much good in him. And there, it finally came to a point where I, had to, where I had to call him. I said, Donovan, man, listen, you have so many opportunities. If you just do good in school, if you just go, listen, if you just go to school, if you just, you know, just show up to school, you'll have these amazing opportunities. You know, there's so much, so many doors that God is opening for you. And, and unfortunately, he, he, he didn't ever see that in himself. He never embraced the potential. He never embraced the culture that was around him. You know, I was praying about that tonight, and I was wondering, if God looked down at his church right now, I wonder if that's what he sees when he looks at us. I wonder if, what he, if that's what he sees when he looks at his church. Because you know that the Father bankrupt heaven, right? So that his children could have authority over the enemies. Millions of Christians are across the world right now at this very moment with the authority of heaven living inside them and they're not walking in it. The potential is endless of what Jesus did on the cross. The provision that's, that's for them is endless, but they're walking around, not believing in it, not seeing it, not understanding who they truly are. And the one thing that the church needs to understand to, to break this down as I, as I prepare this message is the very moment that you accepted Jesus into your hearts, you were instantly made alive in Christ. So if you were made alive in Christ, that means before you came to Christ, you were dead. In Ephesians 2.1, the Bible says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Now listen, some of us don't need a prophet to tell us we were dead in our sins, amen? I know I didn't. So if you were previously dead, but then, skip down to verse 4, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by, by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us up with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Church, we are seated in the, seated in the heavenly realms right now. That's what the Bible says. We are seated in heaven with Jesus. Listen, if you, if you don't know where authority is, the authority is in heaven right now. And if you don't know where the king is, the king is in heaven right now. And the Bible says that we were seated in him, seated with him, right next to God the Father, in Christ Jesus. That's where we're seated. Come on, you guys are missing a good chance to say amen. Hey, listen, hey, listen, the preaching is going to be just as good as the feedback, I promise, okay? Somebody, I know y'all, I know, I watch y'all every, every, every service with Pastor Tony. I'm going to need you guys to give me the same love, amen? All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so listen. You are, now you are alive in Christ, and this is the third thing that you need to understand. Your nature has been completely changed. Listen, not half changed, not 25% changed. Your nature has been 100.00% completely changed. In fact, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come 
The old has gone, the new is here. The old has gone. You've been completely changed, completely changed. And now you have the nature of God. And if you go to 2 Peter chapter 1, uh, verse 4, he says, Though these ha- he has given us these very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. You have a new nature, guys. And I'm here to submit as we go forward that it's the nature of God. Amen. Now, I know what you're thinking. You say, okay. I have a divine nature. I have the nature of God in me, but I sure don't look like it. Amen? Some of us can look in the mirror. Hey, listen, I'm with you. When I say that, I'm with you. Some of us, we don't feel like we have the nature of God. When I don't wake up, I don't feel all of a sudden like I'm a Christian. I don't wake up in the morning and start, hey, listen, don't judge me, but I don't wake up in the morning feeling like I got the nature of God in me. It takes me a little bit of time, right, to get that. But the reason why you don't feel like this, the reason why we don't believe this is because we're focusing on the temporal. If you don't feel, if you say, well, I don't look like a new creation, you're right. And that's exactly why you aren't seeing the new creation, because you're not looking at the new creation, you're looking at the old. You following me? You're focusing on the temporal while looking for the eternal. And you can't look into a mirror as a Christian and see who you truly are. You can't look at your temporal flesh and see your eternal spirit. You have to look into God's word and find Jesus to see who you truly are. Amen. You will never see eternity looking at the temporal things in life. You've got to switch your vision. In in, in Corinthians 4, 16 uh, through 18, the Bible says, Therefore we don't lose heart, though outwardly, outwardly this is our flesh, we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles, this is the circumstances we face in life. Who came in here with the circumstance? Who came in here with the need? Who came in here with, uh, who feeling like the gates of hell are coming against their life? Anybody in here? Am I, am I in the right place? Because we all have opposition, but the Bible says, though, though our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory, so we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what what is unseen sets. What is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Guys, listen, our temporal, amen. That's a good time to say amen. Listen, this whole thing's going away, okay? How can, we, how can we have eternal life but this thing die? This thing's not us. This is our flesh. It's temporal. What the Bible is saying is we have to look at the unseen to see the eternal. You guys following me? Okay, so our flesh is still fallen humanity. And, and if we go down a little bit more to chapter 5, verse 1 in Corinthians, for we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. The eternal, guys, is who you truly are, your new nature, the new creation. And this is why some of us haven't top, tapped into our new nature. We are looking at our fallen bodies as if that's who you are, but it's not. As you focus on Jesus, you are seeing the image that you have been created after. Skip back to chapter 3. The Bible says, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come on. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Alfonso, come up here real quick. I'm going to use you. Give it up for Alfonso. Let me, uh, let me put this on here real quick. You ever had one of these on before, Alfonso? <laughs> okay, so Alfonso, I want you to do me a favor, man. I want you to take my phone gear. Stand right there. Don't walk too far. We got steps. Okay, take that right here. 
Okay, I want you to tell me what time it is. I can't see. Let me make sure. I think you, I see him peeking over there. Hold up. Okay. All right. I can't see the time. Oh, you can't see the time? Okay. All right. Well, can you do me a favor? I want you to text message your mom and tell her how much you love her. Oh, that'd be nice, but I can't see that either. You can't do that? Why can't you do that? Can't see it either. Oh, you can't see it. So because you can't see, you can't do. No. Okay. Okay, so, so what, what, we're, what we're seeing here is Alfonso, man, Alfonso's strong. He's more than capable physically of doing these things, but because he can't see, he can't do. And what the Bible is saying is we can't see God's glory until our veil is taken off our face. Is that not right? And the Bible says that it's no longer we who live, but Christ lives in us. And the image of God lives in us now but we can't see who we really are until this thing's off. You can't look in the mirror and see who you truly are. You can't look at your life and see that as you. You have to begin to look into the spirit of God to see who you really are, amen? Amen. All right, I just wanna get that, go ahead, thanks. Give it up for Alfonso right now. So, so we're going somewhere, so keep following me. Everybody say, I'm going somewhere. Okay, we're going somewhere, I promise you. So. We know that we need to see, right? But we don't need to physically see. What I see right before me doesn't mean anything if I don't see in the supernatural. And if we're looking for the authority that God has given us, it's not in the physical. Guys, you are physically not able to defeat sin in your life. You're physically not able to change the circumstances in your life. Listen, you are physically not able to get people saved, can you? Listen, you get your kids. Some of us have kids. You can get them dressed up. You can drag them to church. You can put them in the seat, but it ain't going to do nothing if the Spirit of God doesn't reveal himself to him. Isn't that right? A lot of us are, are, are trying to change our circumstances in the physical, expecting supernatural results, and it doesn't work like that. But I'm here to tell you that you have an authority, but the authority is not the, in the scene. The authority is in the unseen. And when you begin to tap into the unseen things in your life, that's when miracles happen, and that's when the authority happens. Come on. <laughs> The Bible says in, in Corinthians chapter 4 that we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. There is an eternal spirit that lives in you and that was created in the image of God. That's who you are. Come on. Listen, are you waiting for a victory in your life? Anybody? Are you waiting for a breakthrough in your life? Come on. Raise your hand if you're waiting for a miracle in your life. Well, City Life, I'm here to tell you that you are the victory. You are the miracle. You are the breakthrough. Somebody got to stand up and start claiming that, that you are the victory. You are the miracle. You are the breakthrough. That greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. I'm telling you, once we tap in to who we are in Christ, once we tap in to who we truly are and what is truly in us, I'm telling you, everything changes in your life. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, we're still going somewhere, amen. So we know this, okay? We've been told this, but we still struggle believing this. We struggle, if we could be honest, we struggle seeing this in our life. We struggle walking, walking this thing out in our life. We know the facts. We, we, we've been told the facts. We, some of us have been, grew up in church, and we've heard all the verses. We've heard all the things, but we struggle seeing this. And here's why. Who you used to be is dead. But the memory of who you once were still lives in your soul. Come on, did you catch that? Hey. 
Somebody's going to get a miracle tonight. I believe that. Amen. Listen, your soul will break it down is your mind, your will, and emotions. And I know I'm speaking to someone tonight. Someone's going to get that breakthrough. God really put it on my spirit that someone is going to walk out of this room with this breakthrough. Listen, that old man is dead. It's gone. But the memory of who you used to be still lives in your soul. And that's what keeps tripping you up. Because you wake up with the memories and remember what you used to do. You wake up with the memories. You remember who you used to be. You wake up with the memories of who you once were. And you, and you say, oh, that's how I react to situations. That's how I treat people. That's how I communicate with people. That's how I act when things are, when pressure's coming. You remember who you used to be, but that memory doesn't have control over you. That memory isn't your nature. Remember, you have the 100% nature of God living in you. That's who you are. And I'm, and I'm about to show you that you have authority over this. We, we continue to get stuck in the same issues as the old man because we believe these things have control over us. You know why? Because you remember a time when they once did. But here's what you need to know. The moment you were saved, you were given complete authority over the power of sin and death. And any demon that brings opposition in your life, you have the power to say, go back to hell where you belong. That's the authority that you got. You have that authority. Luke chapter 9, verse 1 through 2, in case you didn't believe me. When Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons. Come on, all demons, the word all, and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Now listen, don't miss this. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. The Bible says, I have been, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now look closer at this verse. I stands for that old man. I stands for that old broken perspective. I stands for the old memories, the old actions, the old things that I used to do. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Three things I want you to see in that. One, your old nature was crucified with Christ. That means it's dead. Only your memory still remains. Christ, who has all authority of heaven and earth, lives in you. Now, third thing I want you to know something. Notice that when Paul says, the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in, son, in the Son of God. Now, listen, isn't that a weird way to say the body, your body? Like, if I was to go to the gym, if, if me and Pastor EJ were to go to the gym and work out with each other, and I was like, you know, hey, Pastor EJ, man, yo, uh, uh, it was fun working out, man, but, yo, the body's really sore right now. <laughs> Does it sound a little weird? It sounds a little awkward, right? Why? Because I'm not personalizing the term of my body, right? I'm not saying my body, I'm saying the body, and that just sounds awkward. That sounds weird. Well, why didn't Paul personalize this term right here? Because it's not him. Someone got it. It's not him. And he recognizes that. He recognizes that it's not him. Paul is saying that because he knows that the body is not him, it's the eternal spirit that was made alive in Christ that is his nature. So in Christ Jesus, you all, Galatians 3.26, so in Christ Jesus, you, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. You're not clothed with your fallen body. You're clothed with the nature of God. And Paul recognized something. He said that the old man he once was, he was no longer alive. And this fallen body, this earthen vessel, this jar of clay that is per perishing, this isn't him either. It wasn't going to lead him into his purpose. Listen, Paul learned to look past all of the memories. 
He learned to look past all the broken spots in his life, the broken spaces in his life. He learned to look past the old man and see who he really was in Christ. You think, that, you think he'd be able to go forth and plant the churches he planted and heal the people he healed and build disciples the way he did if he still looked at himself as the old man? No, the old man's not going to drive you into your purpose. And a lot of us are looking for our purpose in life. And if we, could, if we could be honest, we came here looking for something. And all I'm here to tell you is you're looking. It's good. That's good. Keep looking. But you've got to switch your perspective. You've got to change your vision. You've got to change where you're looking. You will never see the purpose for your life and the temporal things in your life. You're, listen, you guys were created for eternity. Listen, God did not, go, God did not send Jesus on the cross for uh, 2,000 years ago for you to live about 40, 50 years. That's not what he did. The Bible says that he's preparing you for an age that hasn't even come yet, meaning that your purpose will be fulfilled on this earth, but it will be completely fulfilled in an age that we haven't even seen yet. Come on. So these momentary troubles that we're facing, these momentary things that get us so worked up, these momentary things that steal our faith, they steal our perspective, they steal the vision that God has given you in your life, they don't mean anything in the scheme of eternity. And Paul's trying to show the church because they planted these churches in some rough places, right? They had a lot of opposition. Some of these churches, when they became a Christian, people were fired from their jobs. People were cast out from society. They were blocked out of society. It's, not, it's easy to be a Christian in America. Listen, I'm not going to get fired for being a Christian in America, but, these are the, but this is what was happening in the early church. And Paul was saying, listen, you need to change your perspective. Listen, these temporary things that are happening in your life don't mean, they don't define your eternity. They don't find, define your authority that you have. And he was trying to tell them to switch their perspective. This is kingdom culture, guys. When the church steps out of the old and into the new, miracles happen. When the church steps out of the old and into the new, revival happens. When the church steps out of the old and into the new, that's when they begin to walk into the supernatural. I don't know if you're hearing me right now. So much more happened when you got saved than you even realized. Listen, I don't believe in the gospel that just sends people to heaven forgiven but busted. I don't believe that. I believe that God got you forgiven so that you could start the journey, so that you could start the race, so that you could begin to be built up in your life. I don't believe in a weak, paralyzed gospel, but guys, sometimes we walk around this world or we walk around this life as if we don't have the authority of God living in us. Listen, someone's got to get excited about their life. Someone's got to get excited about the authority they have. Someone's got to get excited about the fact that, listen, you can say no to every demon, to every opposition, to everything that's holding you back. You have the power. You have the ability to say no. There is no excuse. You have the authority in your life. Is that not good news? Man, listen, listen. When the church steps out of the old, miracles happen. When the church steps into the new, revival happens. When the church steps out of the old and into the new, demons scatter, hell retreats, heaven's gates fly wide open, people get lifted from the palace, dusted off, welcomed into the palace. Listen, people get crooked paths are made straight, broken perspectives are adjusted. Listen. I know, man. I was reflecting right before I came here. Man, I don't know if some of you may understand, but some of you may not understand what big of a miracle this is for me to be here right now. I look back on my own life. 
You know, I was addicted to drugs at 15 years old. I was homeless on the street by 17. I know the gates of hell. I know the pits. I know the crooked past. I know the damage. I know the emotional trauma. I know those things. But listen, I let that old man die. Listen, I let that old man die. I embraced the new nature that God gave me. It wasn't easy because it's hard to convince yourself when you lived a life of brokenness. It's hard to convince yourself when all you've seen is abuse. It's hard to convince yourself when all you've seen is dysfunction all around you. And so these memories, they keep a stronghold on your spirit. They keep a stronghold on your soul. They keep your mind broken and dysfunctional thinking that this is you. But I'm here to tell you, City Life Church, that this is not you, that you have the nature of God living in you right now. You do not have to live in the old. Listen, and remain, remain standing. Listen, I came with a simple message, but the effects that it can have on your life are profound. I looked at a broken life when I was probably at the lowest I've ever had. And one moment changed my eternity forever. And I'm not nothing special. I'm just another one of God's creations, just like you. There's not a body that walked through this building right now that God wouldn't do the same thing for. Listen, there's not a, a one, two, three secret to the miracles of God. There's not a one, two, three secret. There's not a 29.9 payment on TBN that's going to get you the miracles of God. I'm, but there's biblical truth. And the biblical truth of your life is that you, the old you, is dead. If you've committed and repented from your sin and accepted Jesus as your heart, come on. The old you is dead, and the new creation now lives in you. That's the new nature of God. And I know that there's people in here who came. Maybe you don't know God yet. That's all right. You're going to leave. You're going to know him before you leave. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You're going to have those promises before you leave. You're gonna have, at least you're going to have that opportunity. But for those of us who, who've been going to church, we've been paying our tithes. We've been faithful. We've committed our lives to Christ. Listen, God's not mad at you if, if your perspective's not right. He just wants you to fix it. How do you think, when I look, was looking at Donovan, how, how painful do you think it was for me to see a kid I, we did so much for? Just throw it all away. And I believe that God feels that same pain, that same burden when his children aren't walking in the authority he's given them. You have every right 
to claim this authority. You have every right to walk in the promises of God. Some of us have been damaged by relationships. Some of us have been damaged by things that we've gone through, and, and they've, they've caused us to think that we don't deserve it, or that we don't have the right to things. Listen, I'm here to tell you that God has given you 100% the right to walk in the promises he has for you. So I'm going to give an opportunity tonight. Listen, <laughs> you're going to get the miracle and breakthrough, and it's your choice. It's up to you. But before, before we do that, I want to give an opportunity. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you've been to church for a while, but maybe you don't really feel like you've committed your life to him. Maybe you've been hearing the gospel message a lot. Listen, I want to help lead you in a prayer, but I need you to know that this is something that's going on between you and the Father. If you're tired of running around, if you're tired of the pain, the burden, the worries of life, Jesus said, come to me. Listen, the burden is light. Are you ready? If you're ready to get rid of that burden, if you're ready to get, a, get rid of that, if you're ready to walk into the new, and you, you know if you're in this place, that old hasn't done anything for you. I can't find one person in this room who said that old creation did a thing good for them. And if you're ready, I want the church to support us in the prayer. I'm just going to lead you in a prayer. I don't want to call you to the front. I don't want to embarrass you. I'm going to give you this place. But listen, from your spirit, you're, at, you're talking to a real God who really lives, who loves you, has given his life for you. And all you got to do is be sincere and to turn from the old and walk into the new. So every, every head down, every eye closed, if this is you, I want you to just follow me in this prayer. Say, Jesus, I heard that you gave your life for me. I heard that you, you paid the penalty for every sin I've ever committed. So God, I confess my sins to you right now. Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and show me how to live. Lord, thank you for what you've done in my life. Help me to understand that I'm completely forgiven and that I can walk out of this room set free in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, give it up for everybody who prayed that. Now, if you came here for a miracle, if you came here for a breakthrough, if you walked through this building with the weight of the world on your shoulders, it's time to give it up. It's time to give it to Jesus. You have the right to walk out of this building 100, in 100% with the authority of God on your life, with every promise being yes and amen, with every miracle being yes and amen, with everything that you need to walk out of here. So as we go into worship, listen, this is where miracles happen. This altar is nothing fancy about it, but it's a symbolic step in your life. You're walking into the altar. You're walking into the presence of God. You're saying, Lord, I'm walking out of the old. Listen, I'm tired of the old. I'm walking into the new. 
I'm walking from the past. I'm walking for the new. I'm choosing to say, I don't care if anybody sees me. I don't care if anybody is looking at me. I don't care how I feel, if I'm nervous. I choose Jesus. So if that's you, and you came here for a miracle, and you came for a breakthrough, I want you to come forth. We're about to go into worship, but I just want to leave you with this. God knows the pain. God didn't plan or design the pain in your life. He didn't plan or design the things that have happened to you. He didn't plan or design the brokenness that we've had experience, but this is what he wants you to know tonight. He has given you every right. He has given you every right to be set free. You don't have to walk out of this building in chains. You don't have to walk out of this building in bondage. You don't, want to have to, you don't have to walk out of this building still struggling with your addiction or still struggling with depression or an anxiety or emotional trauma. You don't have to walk in this. You have the right. It's important that you know this. You have the right to be set free in Jesus' name. So as we go into worship, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pray with you guys, but Lord, this is your time. This is your time to give it to God. Give everything you got. You have the right to be set free. So Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray for the, I pray for City Life Church. I pray for my brothers. I pray for my sisters. I pray for everything that they've been through. God, Lord, we know that the identity issues that have happened from the pain, Lord, we know the, the trauma that's happened from pain in life from a broken and fallen world. But Lord, you love us. You love us so much that you gave us the right to be set free. You gave us the authority to be set free. You gave us the ability to walk out of the old and into the new. So Lord, in Jesus' name, we commit our past to you, believing it is completely dead in Jesus' name. That old man is no longer alive, God, and we have your spirit that lives in us, the spirit that calls out to you, Abba Father, the spirit that gives us a seal of protection, the spirit that gives us a, a guarantee that one day when you come back, you're taking us with you. In Jesus' name.